As the waning light of summer gives in to the prolonged twilight of autumn, and the warm embrace of September sun gives in to the crisp chill of October's rust, we turn our attention now more acutely to the high strangeness that goes bump in the night. Just remember, there are things out there in the darkness, so lock your doors and throw up your protective wards. From the jack-o'-lantern's twisted grimace to the roots of all things Brothers Grimm, it's almost trick-or-treat time again. And although we're technically on a break from season three, the monsters in your walls, the ghosts in your attics, and the goblins in your garden are just now getting up to their ghoulish delights. So we're here to remind you, everything is not okay. Dim the lights, light a candle, and come dine with the devils. Walk with the zombies, read the forbidden books, and take pictures of the gremlins. I'll be your host for this evening's unholy adventures. My name is Alan Bishop, writer, historian, Tinker, Storyteller, and The Alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest. And you're listening to, no, in fact you're experiencing, if you have ghosts, you have everything. So, welcome back to If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything with Kim and I. And uh, so, this is going to be one of the bonus episodes for October, kind of a bonus season. So, there will be a couple of like full length ep episodes, probably, and then a bunch of short episodes that deal with specific mythologies and uh, stories, etc. So, um, this one's pretty special, though, because <clears throat> I was scrolling through Facebook not too long ago and I saw. Um, I can't remember if it was one of you individually that had posted about it or if I saw the actual page that was Paranormal Coven and then I clicked on it and realized that your location was in Salem. So that got me excited. We've had some ghost hunters on from the local area, but not here within Washington County. Right. Um, so it's cool to see a new group coming up and getting involved in this and especially because there is a, a massive history in, in Southern Indiana. There's a lot of as I as I said recently on Appalachian Intelligence, there's there's a lot of scars on the land in Indiana, Southern Indiana, and in specific uh, the Black Forest region particularly, and mm -hmm. it's a lot cooler place than people realize it is. So there's a lot to explore, um, but that got me excited. I wanted to get you on the show, and I wanted you to to come in and introduce yourselves and and talk about who you are, where you're from, what got you interested in the paranormal, and all of that stuff, and what you're planning on doing with the group as well. So um, welcome to the show, and happy to have you. Thanks. Yep, thanks, thanks so much for, for having us. us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you want to introduce yourselves individually and, and um, then after you introduce yourselves then we can go into what your background is and all that stuff. So. Alrighty. Well, I'm Linda. I'm Caitlin. I'm Leva. And then there's two more members of the group and it's Josh and Jeremy. They're not here right now just because they're not much of talkers. Yeah. They're going to be our <laughs> cameramen really. But right. um, 
Yeah, together we are Paranormal Coven. (laughs) That's a great name, by the way. I really like that. That's a fantastic name. So, yeah. So with the name Paranormal Coven, is is it like, is it your background in witchcraft and mystical things of that nature? I wouldn't say necessarily with the witchcraft or anything. I mean, yes, it's very appealing. Mm -hmm. Some of us dab in certain little things with that. But um, I think to us, what Coven is like a unity. Okay. Yeah. You know, some of us are family members and the rest are, you know, we're friends. And, you know, I think it's just a unity of people that nothing could come in between them Mm -hmm. and they are locked in for life. And that's what we consider ourselves. So, yeah. Awesome. So I guess individually, what, what, um, what kind of got any of you interested in the paranormal, et cetera. And, and as you go, feel free to tell any stories you have or any experiences that you've had. Um, and that sort of thing. And then you can kind of talk about how the group came together. Okay. Who wants to go first? Go ahead, guys. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> so I guess what initially got me started into the paranormal is basically when I was a kid, growing up in my house, there was a lot of apparitions that I've seen, specifically one in, one that kind of terrorized me as a child it would stand in my doorway and it would it would be like it was like seven foot tall and had red eyes and it would literally just stand in my doorway and watch me and i'm pretty sure that my family thought i was crazy because no one else saw it except for me and then growing up moving from house to house that i guess spirit you'd call it i'm not really sure what it was um it followed me from house to house and then along with that um, there was a lot, a lot of, a lot more paranormal stuff that happened to me. Um, there'd be clocks that would move like work and there would be no batteries in it. There would be things that would fall and you would go and you check and there'd be nothing there. Um, and then also just growing up, I would watch all kinds of horror movies. I'm really into the horror movie and, um, Linda and I actually, have always been big horror horror buffs and we've always had dreams of going to Waverly together and we've actually finally did get to do that together after so many years so I think just on my upbringing and with the paranormal it's got me really intrigued on figuring out what else is out there yeah and so far I mean we've caught a lot of stuff and it's, it's pretty cool Okay, I would say for me, um, it started in childhood. Um, A lot of it, certain things would happen to me as a child. My mom always would um, make a reference because to me, I had three imaginary friends as Mm -hmm. a kid. And to me, they were real and they were, you know, I play with them and talk to them every day. And my mom always considered that maybe, you know, it was someone, you know, else, you know, possibly, you know, a spirit or a soul, you know, that was hanging around me. And then it's just something I always found appealing. I always wanted to know what else was out there. You know, what what really happens, you know, after we pass. And then from there on, I'd say when I was about 13 or 14, I had a very traumatizing experience. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night to see something standing at the foot of my bed. And it terrified me. Um, it was blacker and black, never, you know, my whole body, my muscles tensed up. I mean, it was true fear and terror. Mm-hmm. And I screamed for my mom and here I was 14 sleeping in bed with my mom because right. I didn't. That's that's three with- for three on that story, by the way, mm-hmm. in Southern Indiana between you, her, and one of the members of the other ghost hunting group that we had mm-hmm. on as well. Wow. So. Right. We've always heard there is a very, um, I wouldn't say demonic presence, but um, very dark energy kind of glooms around Indiana. There's a lot of one thing I could say with another, you know, a lot of paranormal investigators is you would never even have to leave the state of Indiana. Right. If you were looking for content, because Indiana is full of it. Yeah, you could you could I have I have determined that you could literally if people would put the time and effort into researching the paranormal and the high strangeness that is extant 
in the same six county region that I focus on researching distillation history, you wouldn't have to leave Washington, Orange, Lawrence, Crawford, Harrison, or Perry County. Mm -hmm. Those six counties alone, there's more than enough for everybody. Oh, yeah. Yes, for sure. And then I would say, you know, down the road, I've always been able to feel energies off of people, demeanors. Um, I can walk into a room, you know, of a location and can feel if something's there. It's just kind of like, I guess they call that empaths, you know, mm -hmm. type of deal. And from there, it's just been one of those things that it's always intrigued me. So. And I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm the one that's always been like, oh, there's nothing out there, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Then my sister passed away and then she passed away in our home. And it just seemed like stuff was always moving. And yeah. I always felt like she was there with me. And that's what just brought it on. And then I got with them and it just took off. My right. husband's the same way. He doesn't believe anything. But Randolph County, he started believing more and more into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, am I, are, are you all originally from Washington County or, or where are you? Gotcha. So two or three? Um, I'm not. I'm from Oneida, Kentucky. Okay. Uh, That's funny. That's where my family's from. It's from, from, uh, we, we call it, uh, Oneida or, or Oneida. sometimes Oneida if we're. <laughs> we may be, we actually may be related. We could be, yeah. That's a that's a distinct possibility. Not a far so, stretch. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was a cornet. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're definitely related then. Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. 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 We're, we're 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 separated by by one mountain and one one hollow. That's it. So. Yep, that's it. <laughs> the rest of it just goes. The rest of it just goes in a circle. So. Yeah, I think Absolutely. the rest of us are born and raised right here in Washington County, Salem, you know, area. So very cool. So how did how did the three of you kind of find each other and 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 decide to sort of form this thing? Well, Linda and I have been friends since elementary school. And then I I kind of just met Josh and Leva through them because Jeremy and Josh are brothers and they're both married to either one of them yeah she's <laughs> my sister linda's my sister-in-law okay and okay. um the small have always been into the paranormal and one day we, i think it was after my trip to waverly the first time that i pretty well told them hey you guys gotta come mm -hmm. you yeah. guys mm -hmm. got certain we gotta go to places yeah. and then we all got to go to waverly together and yes. experience that and then it was after that it was bam cool. then randolph county and yeah. Now we're getting ready to go up to Hartford City. So nice, awesome, nice. Yeah, um, Waverly's a Waverly's a good one to go to when you're first starting to get involved in anything, because everything that's there wants you to see it or experience it. I mean, oh, there's, yeah. 100%. there's there's no doubt about it. There's there's stuff there. Uh, even even the most hardcore skeptics would have a very hard time denying that there's something going on at Waverly for sure. So. Um, that's a great place to start. But one of the other things that interests me, of course, you guys um, being in Washington County, and, and I thought this was really cool because it's a, so I have kind of a, a list of, I guess, sacred places as far as I'm concerned in Washington County. Um, and one of them is Lee Sinclair's memorial, his mausoleum. Um, and I saw that you guys did a little video from there, which is very cool. Um, that's that's one of my ghosts, one of my familiars that I feel like has helped me out over the years. And we, in fact, named a whiskey after him. And a whiskey is named after his daughter that's getting ready to come out. So I've spent a lot of time at that mausoleum and uh, he has bottles, number one of the two year old and the four year old in that mausoleum. Cause I don't want him standing at the foot of my bed every <laughs> night. So um, speaking of him, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but uh, two of the old caretakers from the cemetery both had stories about Lee Sinclair walking around the old part of the cemetery because his first wife was supposed to be moved into the mausoleum and never was. So um, there's there's a little something for you to look into. And there are a ton of stories of him. At West Baden? Yeah, they're real particular about letting anybody do anything at West Baden. Oh, yes. But, you have um, to have like a media release. and Several all of the of... wait staff have talked about going through doors and having a gentleman uh, dressed in, in fine Victorian clothes, Victorian style clothes, which Lee continued to wear all the way up to, to his death, uh, holding a door open for them. Uh, as they come through and they don't think anything of it at the time and then they go I don't know who that was well <laughs> looks an awful lot like Lee Sinclair so yeah. um, 
his ghost is certainly still some quint i wouldn't say guest ghost but quintessence some piece of him some piece of is him still is still here kicking around a little bit for sure so oh, yeah. i'm sure of residual energy of just how he used to be and yeah i'm yeah. sure he's still hanging around absolutely well and I'm, I'm also glad to hear hear you you uh you you gal say you know that there's um there's a little bit of a, a dark energy about Southern Indiana because there, there most certainly is. And, and uh, I think it's here for various different reasons. Um, but I think as, as you tune into that and tune into it carefully, you'll find, you'll find some very interesting things, but we've, we've certainly seen our fair share of that. And, and have... I don't know that I would go straight to now, the thing that stood that I had the experience with. I wouldn't necessarily go straight to, to, it and what is in Washington County being the same thing. Yeah. I don't think it is. I think that is something different entirely. Um, but the heavier energy is more connected to the land. It's older than, yeah. you know. Well, and and, and I'll, <laughs> I'll say this. So the, the experience that she had was very similar to what you had, you had mentioned earlier. Um, and she's talked about it on the show before. But she also, she lived in Fleenertown when that happened. So, um uh -huh. Town was heavy Quaker territory and underground railroad territory. Um, so I suspect that there may have been something brought into that area oh, yeah. during that time period sure. as well. But so what, what are your kind of, so, so what are some of your, I guess your methodologies for investigating all this stuff, right? Like what kind of equipment do you use? Um, whether it be, you know, analog and, and so we use dowsing rods a lot. Mm -hmm or it be digital stuff, more modern stuff, but what are, you, what are you looking at? What are you looking for? And how do you approach actually trying to get, um, are you trying to elicit any response? Or are you waiting on a response from something? Well, I think a lot of the times when we go, we go with the intentions of, you know, if a, if a location is haunted, it's going to be haunted regardless if you have equipment or you don't. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Um, so this as well as day or night, it's not going to matter a time of the day, you know, yeah, there's going to be going on at any time. So mm -hmm. we do use some equipment like we have um, the rim pod, we, yeah, the rim, music we have box, a, yeah, music box, a rim pod, EMF yeah. reader, laser grid. Yeah. And then there is an app on my phone and it's actually called Spirit Talker. And two brothers actually made it to communicate and it just goes through like radio frequencies and picks up it's similar so it's to like it's like a spirit box yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. but and, i mean we we don't try to i don't I, I wouldn't say we try to use equipment the whole time um so, you know i'd say some of us might but with me and caitlin we, we try to fill for energies like yeah because mm -hmm. you're gonna have that you know hair standing up gut feeling you know there's something mm -hmm. within your Oh, and yeah. a lot of times when you're just sitting, you can catch more things by just sitting in a dark room and listening mm -hmm. because eventually, I mean, all of your, all of your, like your vision, your hearing, it all comes forward and you can hear things, you can see things better. So it's sometimes it's just a lot better just to sit in the dark and listen mm -hmm. and wait for answers. It's like a yeah, deprivation thing. Yeah. 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 And I would say a lot of times, uh, we do try to wait for a response. We will ask questions um, and try to wait for a response and see kind of how that goes. But yeah, I'd say we try to let our senses, you know, in enlighten and just feel for the energy. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's certainly the 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 right way to do it. And I also think it's it's great too because you know having having two of two of you that were you know really into it from the get go and one who was more skeptical. And then having the two guys being, you know, potentially more skeptical, I think that that's a good thing because that's that would be one right. of the problems that we'd have if we tried to make a group. Is everybody's like a fucking true believer on our side, right? So, right. All right. So and, and, all of all of our people are like, "You saw what? We're in. Yes, let's go do this. <laughs> yeah. Let's go hunt right let's now. Find Bigfoot right now. Yes. <laughs> See, I try to speak to my my parents about the things that we've seen, and they're just like, "Oh, I'd have to see it to believe it," and I'm like. I, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you about the things that I've seen. Like I've seen it with my own eyes. I've heard it. Like mm -hmm. it's real. It's not just something that people, I'm sure there's a lot of people that do fabricate it, but sure. when we go into it, we're not here to sh tell any lies. We're not trying to fabricate yeah. that mm -hmm. we've seen this or we heard it. Like if we've seen it and we heard it 
and we're going to tell you it's going to be the truth whether right. you believe it or not but like especially with linda and i's background with growing up with the paranormal i think that we are just more sensitive to it because we've always seen it you, mm -hmm. yeah you're tuned into it and that, that's entirely the point too and that, that's why we started doing this podcast as well like Obviously, it bounces around format-wise between, you know, actually telling stories or doing interviews or, or, you know, doing sound experiments, that sort of thing. But, like, with having guests on, like, I listen to so many different podcasts about all, all these different sort of 14 topics. You can tell when someone's making it up. Like, mm -hmm. you can you can hear it in their voice. You can hear it in their cadence. You can hear it in everything that they say, you know, and we're, we don't just search for content, right? Like, right. if I knock on wood so far, we've never had anyone on the show that I was like, no, you're full of shit. And if I did, they wouldn't be on the show. Right. I wouldn't have right. It's pointless. So I would just skip a week or whatever it took. It'd be fine. Um, but I, I think that's a point. Like, you're never necessarily going to convince anyone otherwise until they have an experience of their own, regardless of how. Yeah. You could have absolute scientific proof that, that all this stuff was going on. And there is always going to be a group of people that will deny it regardless, right? Um, yes. It doesn't they're, matter. They're generally, the people that read their Bible completely, literally, and see Whatever. the state see the statement yeah. that the dead know nothing. They're either that, or they tend to be. They also go atheist, hardcore right. atheist. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, and don't don't have any ideals about anything necessarily. Yeah. So, and I don't say that in any offensive way. It just that seems to be the two groups that it comes out of more than anything. So, um. So with that being said, let's talk about, it sounds like you guys have already started doing some actual investigation, a oh, yeah. um, couple places. So let's kind of get into that and tell us about where you went. Um, if you have any history on it, this sort of sets that up as well. Um, and then anything that you experienced while you were there, or if you got any recordings or anything like that of any nature, um, that's always, that's always right up our alley. So, oh, yeah. and in fact, if you have any any EVPs or anything of that nature that you want in the show, let me know and you guys can send over the audio files and I'll drop them in as you guys go through the stories. So. Okay. Um, I would say the, our first location that we ever went to as a group was called Whisper Stakes. Mm -hmm. And Mitchell. it's actually located yeah. in, yeah, in yeah. Mitchell. And, you know, there's, there's a big difference when you walk into a home and you can feel that the energy is just not right. It's not right. And that place, it's not, not, it's right. not right. There, yeah. there is something demonic in that house. And I think that personally, I think that the it people that owned it, owned it have conjured it into that house. Because when we went to Waverly as a group, the energy was different. You didn't feel like you were going to be harmed. You didn't feel like you had to watch your back 24 seven. And it was definitely an easy night at, at Waverly than whisper. Mm -hmm. I can just say this to sum it up, uh, to try to watch too much of what we say. Um, cause I don't, we don't want to say anything bad about anyone, but, um, that is one location that we were, uh, forced out the door. Like we, we ran out. Yeah. We oh, wow. Yeah that we was um just the energy of something rushing at you uh running at you constantly um i see i'll have to see if i can get a photograph but my nephew was with us and he actually got a photo of what it looks like a, as a goat, a goat man yeah oh. um some things um certain items that were placed in that house um i don't really see why that needed to be their altars that were placed in that out the house. I, I that was the first time that I was like, eh, I don't, I really don't know about this. Yeah, it made us really uneasy because we don't we don't try to go into locations and are we don't try to attempt to bring anything back with us. Absolutely. And that place, it it was scary. Like I remember all of us going outside and we're like, we should probably do a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because. Which I always try to say a prayer before, after we leave every location, because you never want anything. But that is one location. Um, I made sure I carried my rosary beads on me, yeah. just mm -hmm. because I I did not trust the energy there. No, it's a, it's we important to set intent, especially if you yes. if you feel like there's something weird, definitely, and and if it certainly if it feels threatening, oh yeah, not only physically but certainly spiritually. And you can you can tell when it's 
something different and it's not yeah. human. Yeah, and never was. Or never was, yeah. But I would say my first investigation that I had went to um, <clears throat> was I actually got the opportunity to go inside the museum. Yeah. Locally. Yeah. yeah. And, the John uh, Hay Center, yeah. Mr. Stevens yeah. Museum. Yes. Uh, Jeremy Elliott. He was an awesome, you know, awesome guy. And he mm -hmm. allowed me to go in for a few hours. And like, I will tell anyone, you will never need equipment there. No, mm -hmm. no, exactly. no, 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 no. Yeah, you absolutely will not. Jeremy's yeah. house is the same way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But it, I mean, it was an amazing experience. Um, I would love to go back if, if ever given the other, you know, an opportunity to go back in there. I mean, it was amazing what we captured. Mm -hmm. We're trying to we're trying to um, get him to let us go in there and, yeah, and investigate. I don't you know. You should, if, we'll and if, if you don't, if you don't have any luck with that, you let me know, and I'll take care of that problem for you. So, <laughs> okay. Jeremy's a very good friend. So, and the, the museum owes me him. a few favors, right? <laughs> well, that's good to know because I Linda has talked a lot about it, and it it's very intriguing. Um, just to know that. Well, I always wondered for years before I ever got the opportunity to go in, you know, this place has got to be crawling with energy with all these artifacts. Oh, yeah. It is. Well, and, and even in the number of artifacts that have vanished from yes. there as well, yeah. you know. Yes, very true. Yes. And I, I slipped in there one day and he was in there and I said, hey, Mr. Elliot. And I said, I got a question for you. And just started asking him, you know, about his experiences there. And he had me come into the library section where, you know, Kathy was sitting, which she was the mm -hmm. librarian at the time. And we sat there for a good while talking about all their experiences. And mm -hmm. then I got the opportunity to work there for a year. And let me tell you, mm -hmm. it never a dull moment there. Right? So. <laughs> I would suspect that you at least, you at least probably had some experiences that involved a former librarian slash founder of the historical society. Mm -hmm. Um, I would suspect that there's at least one portrait upstairs and one portrait in the basement that you might have had some things around for sure. And uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Another <laughs> yeah, one of those is one of one of my ghosts, and that's uh, that's John Bowman. So yes, yeah, um, yes. It was an amazing experience, and you just the footsteps. You know, just sitting upstairs. I used to go up there and sit by myself, and you could just hear them walking around. You get that feeling where you're being watched. I mean, it was just a very interesting experience, and it was always a joy going in there just to be around it all. So it's nice when they're not threatening energy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yes. Unless you're digging around in John Bowman's basement and he throws something at you. Right. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what about some of the other places in Washington County you are interested in? Um, and it doesn't, it could be any of the, any, anywhere in Southern Indiana, really. But honestly, just trying to, you know, ramp up interest in Washington County, like, and the history that's here, I would love to hear some of the places that you would love to explore and, and, and then maybe throw a few of them out to you as well. So one of our big ones that we're trying to get permission to go to is actually Katie's Lane. Mm-hmm. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of folklore around around the whole Katie's Katie and her sisters and what actually happened and you know there has to be something down there at that cemetery I mean I've I've walked back there before and just walking by the barn I mean it gave me chills mm -hmm. and I was honestly scared to walk by back by, by it to leave and going down to the cemetery you could just you could just feel the energy down there too but that right now is what we're trying to work on to go investigate in Washington County because a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't know anything about it and it's just a cool location. Oh yeah. It's always terrifying when I was in high school. Yeah. I it's like, a very uh, cool place. Oh yeah. It is. Um, I mean, it's beautiful scenery down there and stuff. Um, I remember, you know, and I know we all did it when we wasn't supposed to, but you know, being a teen, you know, going back there, it's always terrified me. I, there was something which I'd heard stories and rumors that people were, you know, back there doing stuff, you know, and, but I don't know. I've never been able to fully go down that lane in the dark. 
Right. I've went mm-hmm. down, you know, during visiting hours, you know, I, but as even as an adult now, I don't know if I could actually walk down that lane in the dark. It's just something, just a yeah. bit, very bad feeling down in there. But I think With- another one that we are interested in is Tunnelton. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's just creepy in itself. I would say my yeah. opinion, I would love more than anything to be able to step into Maddie Gladden's house. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a cool one. It's a yeah. very cool one. Would love to be able to. Another one of my ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, Katie's Lane is obviously, it. it that's probably like the biggest of the urban legends from Washington County. Mm-hmm. There's so much tied to it. And we could potentially try to put you in touch with the owner. Um, and that might be able to be something that can happen. There, there are strong energies there. There's strong energies in that cemetery for sure. So, um, I don't feel threatened there, but I have family. Yeah. I have blood in those grounds, like a hundred years worth of blood. So I don't yeah. feel threatened there to me. It's a very peaceful place. Um, it is very the, the yeah. barn comes off creepy. I think absolutely. it's because it's dilapidated. Well, I think it's also because there was a tragedy there, obviously, right. with someone who died with a tombstone falling over on top yeah. of them and some of the conspiracy theories around that, etc. And some of the people that were there, just to be honest with you, and we don't have to get into details on this, but some of the people that were there that night became very questionable people in this community over the years, for whatever yes. that's worth. So um, there's certainly... If nothing else, it, there's there's definitely the possibility that a cultural idea or a tulpa developed into something right. there for something sure. Something is manifested there because I mean, my dad even my my dad was a teenager when the tragedy happened there. He yeah. was working at Crystal Flash. If you that, yeah. that's how long ago that was, <laughs> right, Crystal right. Flash um, that night and. Um, he knew about it before it got out to you know anybody else because the police were driving around town looking for Mm -hmm. suspects and trying to figure out what was going on um and my dad always told stories about the place his best friend told stories about the place his best friend actually told a story about being parked because that's what you did in those days you parked um and having something rush and hit the side of his vehicle several times um and so he and the girl he was with left um so i think maybe the energy that everyone feels that feels threatening it maybe it's a guardian well and i'm sure of the property you know what i mean too that there have been a lot of dumbasses going out there and like an open doorways that they can't close yeah absolutely right that, that's one thing I was going to say as well, too. You know, you've had people that go out there doing stuff that they don't know what they're doing and what yep. they're conjuring up. But then also, too, I'm a big believer, too. If I think if you keep talking about something you and manifesting it. that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, it's going to come to for, you know fruition. And I, yeah. I believe that's another thing out there is it's been talked about so much over the years that, you know, it's and something. Better. And they're in that cemetery. They're the. When I when I say there's there's a power to that cemetery, so the personalities that are buried there, so a little bit of Washington County history here. So that was one of one of the first four churches in Washington County was Old Blue River, um, Fort Hill, as well as Big Springs. Um, there's another one I'm forgetting here. Anyways, long and short of it, pretty much all the other churches sprung off of that church, and they all it split. It wasn't like necessarily always amicable, right? Uh, Mill Creek was the other one I was thinking of, and that was by far the most um, conservative of all of them. Like people literally being excommunicated because they were seen dancing on Saturday, sort of thing. But um, they were all those churches were built off of liquor money. Um, every one of those preachers was also a distiller. They all came out of the Campbellite tradition. Um, they were very big personalities. They were here before Indiana was a state. They were here when their closest neighbor was several miles away. Um, and they, they like to play jokes too. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're certainly still around and still doing what they do. So, um, sure. but yeah, I, I think it's a worthwhile one to investigate though, for sure. Mm-hmm. If, if you can get in there and, um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say that with the, the caveat to anyone who listens to this. Don't go fucking trespass at Katie's Lane. No, Just please yeah. don't. Yeah, no, the lady, that, that's one thing yeah. we want to stress to you know anyone, and that's one thing you know 
when she made the post just asking about the folklore and then some you know things got mentioned you know in the mm-hmm. post you know and someone said you know oh we got caught by trail cameras you know and the police well of course it's yeah. private property you know we never yeah. we you never know, do that it, it's different times from when we were kids and we right. could you mm-hmm. know go back there you know people have ruined it for others yes. and it's any location you go to always ask permission Absolutely. you know yeah. No, we it, can't stress that enough because it, it saves you from getting either hurt or in trouble yep. and also as well as keeping the location safe and you know for everybody else to be able to go right. and absolutely and and a, a, a fair warning to anyone out there as, as someone who has been i'm not going to use i'm not going to say shot at but shot by going yes. to a cemetery in washington county don't forget where you're at <laughs> you're yeah. in washington county so right um you know, and I had permission to go there. Unfortunately, the gentleman who gave me permission had passed away, and I didn't know that he passed away. So um, that was a good time for me, for sure. So wow, yeah. So always bear that in mind, anyone who's listening. But yes, I would, I would, I will, I would be glad to make contact with the owner of, of that place for you three. If well, we appreciate that, we really would appreciate that. And you know, one that thing we would want to stress, you know, if you know, given the opportunity to go out there and investigate and, you know, filming, you know, we're going to keep this disclosed as much go, as possible yeah. where, you know, where we would be because we don't want, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're going out mm-hmm. there. And also uh, another thing with, you know, God rest the soul, but, you know, the victim that passed away, you know, no names are going to be mentioned in Good. our video. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. one thing we don't want that getting yeah. out. You know, that's one thing in Washington County, you know, that tries to be swept you know under you know to keep peace for everyone involved in the matter and yeah we're just mm-hmm. going to keep yeah 100 percent. and we and that was that was like when i post on there that was one of the things we've we've seen over the years on facebook like people bring up katie's lane and they uh, immediately drop the name yeah. and then you know the sister's still obviously you know still alive and it's a yes. it, it, it's hard on her so yeah but yeah. um yeah no that one's a great one and the 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 gladden house is certainly a very cool place um <clears throat> i don't know of any i don't know of any activity that that's i never experienced any activity there and the previous owners never experienced any activity there um but it's just a really cool place and it has a feeling to yeah. it without a doubt 100 percent um and you probably know this maybe you don't but when you're setting at lee sinclair's grave you're within about 100 yards of where she's actually buried at yes yes so. um i'm actually we walked us down there the other day and was showing well i think it was me and you um i took caitlin down there and showed her where maddie was buried mm-hmm. yep so yeah it's, she, it's a very interesting, you know, I'm glad that, you know, a lot of the history gets to stay here within the county, you know, and when I, mm-hmm. I've always loved her house. <clears throat> yes. child seeing it, I thought, man, that is the most beautiful house I've ever seen. And then when I talked to, you know, Jeremy Elliott and I said, you know, is she buried around here? And he said, yeah. And I found where she was at. And I, I love that, you know, she's, she stuck around here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love the irony of the fact that she's buried in a Kennedy burial plot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for those for those who don't know, and I'm sure we've mentioned it on the show before, but Maddie was a prominent local madam in Salem, Indiana. Um, you can certainly look up Maddie Gladden on Google at this point and find her story because um, we've we've told it many times. Jeremy's mm-hmm. told it many times, and there's a whiskey that we named after her as well. So. Uh, but a very interesting story nonetheless um so what about what about any of the other places is there anywhere else that you've got like on on your mind that you would you would love to go check out so just in general or in washington county it can be just in general so actually our next location besides uh blackford county jail our next stop is going to be the octagon hall i don't know if i know about that franklin kentucky franklin kentucky about three and a half hours or so, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was a prominent citizen in the area's home. Um, he constructed it and it is in the shape of an octagon, you know, very peculiar, you know, looking home. And he was a Confederate, you know, sympathizer. Mm-hmm. And I think I read where up to 10,000 Confederate troops camped 
Oh wow! At wow. the residence, I as well. Think I've heard of that. Hospital. Yes. Okay. It was also a makeshift Confederate hospital, and um, some of the photos I've seen, they caught you know full body apparitions of soldiers, and you know if you were a paranormal investigator, you know <clears> anything <throat> to do with the Civil War, because I think you know it was such a bloody and you know horrible you know trauma. situation yeah. in our right. country. It is just crawling with activity, you know, and, and scars and literal blood yes. on the land. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's one thing, you know, it's no different than Gettysburg. You know, I think anything with Civil War history, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be. So we're going to check out Octagon Hall out. But now it's turned into a museum. Yeah. Um, you can go there and you can just just go through the museum or they offer overnight investigations and just with all those artifacts there they have to hold a lot of energy because yes. a lot of it comes from when the, it was a hospital and there's been a lot you can actually youtube it and you can just read about it but there's been a lot and a, a lot of people getting like she said full body apparitions um voices very clear you know yeah EVPs. people have been getting clear evps you know it is very I, I would say active. active. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think besides that, you know, I would like to check out, you know, we're going to try to stay in Indiana or close to that region for a little while. Like I said, <laughs> you, you don't have to go far, you know, right around here. And, um, but we're going to eventually check out Indiana state sanatorium up in yeah. Rockville. Mm-hmm. But I think for, after we go to Blackford jail, we talked about for the month of October, we're going to try to stay locally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, check out a couple cemeteries of prominent people around the town um if we do ever get the opportunity to go to katie's lane you know yeah check that out just kind of stay around our area for the month of october to kind of you know show people about washington county because mm-hmm. you know like the sign says you know salem has a rich history mm-hmm. and right. it just has to be told and you know it, it does have a lot of activity right here We'll, we'll have to hook them up with Southern Hills Paranormal. Oh, yeah, too, absolutely. And, and all of us get together and do something. But yeah, I mean, yeah. You literally, so a, a couple of places in Washington County that you might want to check out. So um, the old uh, poor farm would be a great place. And it's. Um, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. We that place is intense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. very. We, well, we've actually went down because uh, I was looking for the cemetery. Um mm-hmm. And I went down and there was this old brick, you know, structure yep. setting there. And it, it was during the, you know, winter times and there was buzzards everywhere. And I kind of looked around and could not find a cemetery. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, well, you know, and we turned around and left and we went the other day trying to look again. Didn't see the cemetery. There's so no get ready, if you get ready to run out there again and you want to, you want to see it, let me know and we'll meet you out there and show you where it's at. It's it's on <laughs> the right hand. No stones. All you can There's see two, are the two stones left. All you can see are where That's the graves have sunken. And they, if you where okay. they've sunken, or if you go in the spring, you'll see where the flowers are at. It's and it's a very strange place. So we don't have, and maybe you've talked to Jeremy Elliott about this. It's one of the interesting things. I'm sure. A lot of the county asylums slash poor farms were like this, but <clears throat> we don't have a full record of who was there, who died there, who right. lived there, any of that stuff. Um, the cemetery is highly disturbing to me, and, and bearing in mind the time period that this place was was open, you know, mental illness wasn't treated correctly. A lot of things were not handled correctly, <clears throat> even though they were trying to do maybe the best they were. But, you know, in most western cultures that are primarily christian you face the graves you know west to east the whole jerusalem thing and jesus coming back the graves in that cemetery are all willy-nilly they're they're cat a corner they're not turned the right direction there's literally maybe two maybe three stones out there that i know of for sure um, but there are uh, quite a few burials out there. There's you can more see. than what it looks like there is, too, yeah. because we took the dowsing rods out the there, thing. and they just kept crossing and kept crossing and kept crossing. And, it, and that, that whole property has a, an air about it that's that's fairly creepy. And you, you, I will tell you, you have to be careful if you get back there exploring, especially. And I don't know for sure who owns that now, but um, the cemetery should be public domain there anyways. But um, uh I know when we were back in the woods, we found an old chicken house and chicken coop, and 
It we found me. a well that was like yeah. bottomless. We dropped yeah. something in it and it never hit the bottom. Yeah, and it was and it, it was open as well. Yeah, so, so we, we we have heard rumors about you know when we went out to be very careful because of the well. Mm. You know that there was wells. You know, you know, quite a few, I guess, what I've heard. But yeah, we we only went during the day, just kind of looking around. But yeah, it just had a very ominous feeling yes. out there, and you know, I'm sure you know because there was so many people there with disabilities and you know other you know mental capacities that you know unfortunately probably some of them the reason that the graves are so you know topsy-turvy there is because you know a lot of it was probably the other people you know with the mental illnesses and stuff that were yeah. having to bury you know the others you know it, it could be and the, but they they also did have a history of I'm trying to think of the best way to say this there was a caretaker that wasn't the best caretaker in the world right and yeah. was fired because of that and so I, I have a tendency to think that some of that could have potentially just been carelessness in general yes, you know? sure. oh, yes so, i'm sure uh, but yeah it, it, that's one worth investigating i think for sure um i think obviously beck's mill um and and not yeah. just the mill itself uh i will tell you that that the crossroads at the top of the hill mm -hmm. um, if you want to find paranormal activity in washington county that crossroads is where you'll find it um, and in another location that is incredibly interesting and has a very deep history it used to be called old mill hollow but it is henderson park there in salem yeah, yeah um henderson has got a to me it has a feeling to it um it is the the one and only place in washington county that i i will not go to by myself anymore ever again so that that and that whole region between henderson park up to cave river valley up to spring mill by the way all that car system in there so there's some interesting geology there that you should know about too especially if you believe in in the power of, of you know crystals limestone quartz etc not only is it setting on top of limestone but the the entire region actually has one of the i don't know what you call it but one of the branches of the fault system is off of that coming mm -hmm. through Cave River Valley. And what you actually have at Cave River Valley in particular and then headed towards Henderson Park is where you have two plates that are sliding over one another. So mm -hmm. you have opposing energies. So those two caves, for example, at Cave River Valley, which is another very cool place, especially the further into it you get, and some of it is on private property still yet, um, those two creeks that come out of the two caves, those are the only two north-facing caves in the United States. Wow. And there's actually a place where if you walk far enough downstream along Clifty Creek, there was a little cave that was on the right hand side where they used to have a pay lake at that they've cleaned out since then. And there was a stream that would come out of that cave. Well, that stream goes the opposite direction of Clifty Creek. And there's about 20 foot of soil that you can stand on. And the creek goes this way and the other creek goes this way. And it will fuck you all the way up. 100 million percent because you can't orient yourself in any way right. um but those those were all sacred places to the the native americans that lived here in particular there's a lot of stories about um prince maddock the the welsh prince who supposedly found the united states in the 1100s potentially even earlier than that um there's a there's a whole story that we're working on for if you have ghosts right now that deals with that that entire history and background and the giants and the nephilim etc um, but those are just a few places that come to mind that I think you might want to check Spring out. Spring Mill is also... Spring Mill, yeah. Um, the Bowman House is another one that um, you would probably want to check out. And it's not too far from the county farm. Um, if you if you listen to episode one of this podcast, that's that was my experience in the Bowman House. And uh, okay. Okay. yeah, it's certainly I, worth a while. I would say, uh, no, we have been to Mill Creek. Um, mm -hmm. My um, great... I don't even know, grandfather, one of them, uh, David Collazier, he's buried out there. Yep. And um, I've always just kind of gotten a vibe. I mean, it's a peaceful vibe, but I don't, I don't know. There's just something about the cemetery that's very strange. It, and then, it, it um, is. They're yes. very fun, very, 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 very strict fundamentalist by the time that okay. church broke off. So, yeah. And then also, um, I'm a descendant of uh, George Beck. Major yeah. George mm -hmm. for back and um actually just two years ago was my first time ever going to the mill and really? i've lived in washington county my whole life oh, yeah wow. so i make it a point to go up there every memorial day now and lay flowers you know for um 
nice. him and you know his daughter, which was my one of my grandmothers. But yeah, I <clears throat> I I don't know if it's just the woods, but it's just yeah, it's another strange feeling up mm-hmm. there too, mm-hmm. especially up at the very top of the hill. So. Another, oh yeah, there's another sacred place there as well for mm-hmm. sure. So. Yes, yes. I was going to say um, I just recently found out from um, I believe it was Mr. John Hughes. <laughs> uh, had mentioned something about that there was a Native American also buried up there with uh, three. So three there's there's two. There's a, a small serpent mound on uh, what is the name of that road? Vincent's Trail. Vincent's Trail. There's another mound across from the mill on the side of the hillside, but just slightly up from the mill property. The third burial, as far as I know, there are two of us left as of now that know where the third burial is and the third burial was actually um the chief that saved george beck when he got very very sick um if you if you know what you're looking for and you're in the woods you can find where it's at but as far as people who officially know where it's where it's left at i think and i'm one of the two that have been shown where it was at in the day so um but yes, there's definitely uh, that's definitely a very, very, very sacred place for sure, um, and one worth worth checking out. And especially if you yeah. have blood from that area, I mean, that's yeah. that's um, that's something that'll speak to you. The other one that you you would probably be interested in, uh, you all as a group would be interested. In, if you're interested in Katie Lane, Katie's Lane, uh, Old Blue River, Beck's Mill, um, Big Springs, mm-hmm. especially Big Springs yes. Cemetery is very, very similar to. Um, both of those, uh, and actually the original preacher, well, one of the original preachers and elders for all of those churches we mentioned earlier, Thomas Green, that's where he's buried at is at Big Springs. So um, okay. that was his last church. But uh, yeah. you'll find a lot of um, a lot of the same families that you'll find at Old Blue River and at Mill Creek are buried there at Big Springs, too. I have family at so. Big Springs. <laughs> Yeah, you have family everywhere. I have family everywhere. Family's been here since the beginning of time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we actually we were looking at some equipment here recently for, um, like we were looking at different spirit boxes and things like that. So for for anybody who is uh, who's interested in getting into this kind of thing, is there any one piece of modern equipment that you suggest that they would have? I think probably the biggest one that people should have is probably an EVP recorder. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, a lot of times we can't hear what what the EVP recorder can pick up. And you can usually hear like a lot of crazy responses. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be able to hear what the spirits are saying, that's probably the best one to get. So. I would say my opinion, um, and I know it's pretty expensive, but an ovulus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, I love an ovulus. That's if I, when I get the opportunity to mess with one, that is my go-to piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything, piece of equipment that you... I'm still learning about all this equipment stuff. <laughs> Listen, you need to take them to Oneida because oh, yeah. it's, Yeah. It's a whole different world down there. My cousin's been, but she's never been. Uh, you, if you want, uh, it's potentially far more dangerous than Washington County. I would oh, yeah. say that. Yeah. But right. yeah. if you're in with the right people, yeah. say people who have the last name Cornette or Wilson, you'll probably be okay oh, yeah. most right. of the time. But um, there's, well, there's my husband's a lot actually to explore. a Wilson. Well, yeah, because I told my husband yeah. the first time he got down there. He may never husband come back. is related to Latoya. Oh, okay. And Lisa. Gotcha. Latoya, yeah, Latoya and Lisa. Yeah, Jeremy's their brother. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, very cool. But uh, um, so I guess one more thing here. So other than the the obvious ghosts and spirits, etc. So are there any? I I know you mentioned like the goat man thing, or like sort of like the Pope-lick monster. Are there any other Fortean or cryptid or even have you heard any stories from here locally of anything else like that that you're interested in? I know there's, for example, there are two two reported Class A Bigfoot sightings at Cave River Valley, for example. Um, But is there anything else that you know of locally that's something that you're interested in? No, I don't know anything local. It's sad that, honestly, our generation, we don't 
there's not a lot of history that was passed down to us about Salem. So Linda knows a lot of the history, but like for me, I don't know a lot of the history of Salem. So doing these investigations, I'm learning along the way. And I think that's one of our big things is also getting the history out of Salem. So people our age will also learn with us. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I but, have heard of the, you know, the Bigfoot sightings, you know, around here. And there was another cryptid I'd heard of, but can't, about the can't witch remember. that was burned. Oh, yeah. Well, was that not around here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Native American witch um, mm-hmm. that was yes. burned at the state. Yeah, down at the old Hanson Quarry, basically. Yes. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that one's worth investigating too. I unfortunately I don't have any contact. That's a Jeremy Elliott. You have yeah. to talk yeah. to Jeremy. He has that contact. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, I I'm I'm excited to see what what you get into. And I I think I actually changed the subject earlier, and I shouldn't have. Been a minute since I've done one of these where we interviewed anybody. So, I think I was asking you about things that you've maybe caught during your research already. So. Um, as far as EVPs and stuff like that, uh, is there anything in particular that you've gotten that has come out and like just something that just like gave you chills when you heard it back or like any any sort of evidence whatsoever that just like was world changing to you, right? Um, I would say for me uh, was actually one I caught at the local, what I caught at Stevens Museum, the John okay. Hayes Center. Um, I was talking with uh, Mr. Elliot and I was kind of <laughs> recording his voice and I, we was talking about, there was a wedding gown that was um, in the case and it has, you know, the pentagram brooch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, I know that dress has always caught my eye. You know, we was back there talking and I'm quiet. Jeremy says something and then you hear a lady's voice come through saying that she, I think what we interpreted what it said was, I'm not an only child. Hmm. And I, but I think that was where I was like, okay, yeah, there's something something for sure here with a lady back here and it was near you know like their war room but is there any piece of equipment that you or like EVP that you caught or um I don't think that I've I haven't caught like a good EVP yet um there is one that I can hear a lady screaming in it um but Everyone else can't really hear it. I'm like, it's right here. Like, how can you not hear it? I'm not going to be scared of me. Um, but there has been a lot of incidents where I go into places and I, I get touched all the time. Yeah, Caitlin, she, she's prone to get touched and stuff. But yeah, I would say um, my husband, Jeremy, he's really good about, um, he loves taking photos. So every time that we were at a location i mean he's caught amazing photos at you know the museum um waverly i mean he always is bound to catch something something awesome every Mm -hmm. time he's always taking photos and he has caught apparitions i'd say in every location that we've ever you know been able to step into i mean he is amazing about doing that so that actually does bring up actually i did catch a picture at Waverly, we were sent. We were standing outside of Waverly, looking at the hospital, and I did take a picture. And in one of the pictures, it looks like you know how the the old doctors wore the wore you, like you talk about the nursing yeah hat yeah. with the bird mask. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They pack it with like juniper. Yeah. So I actually did catch a picture, and you can see it in the picture. And I'm like, well, that's insane because it's you can see the mask and everything and someone standing there which is so odd because you know at that time you know there wasn't plague doctors walking around you know right yeah. a different time period but yeah it was very interesting mm-hmm. yeah and, that you know that that is that's a that's a very interesting one in, in particular so the 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 bird mask in particular so um just to tie back to what i do with distillation so they would pack that with juniper because juniper is antimicrobial and antibacterial so you know especially if there was some if you get some sensory you know thing where you smell juniper or something like that in particular that would be really really interesting so or maybe even bring that as a a little uh you know peace offering of some sort you know like Mm -hmm. here's a little something so Yeah, because they were still using juniper at that time. They may yeah. not have been using it in the in the masks, but they were certainly using it as a as an antibacterial. So, mm-hmm. awesome. yeah. 
so what about um what about so you guys open the membership or is this uh is this kind of you going to keep it in a small group and uh, or what's the plan i think at this time we're just going to stick with the five of us um eventually what we've talked about is if we can eventually you know as time goes on that we would like to bring people on with us you know as guests and stuff but to me the best way to investigate yeah you, you always want to be the smaller the better because you're yes. going to cap more because unfortunately you know with a lot of these places um for waverly for instance you know it's twelve hundred dollars but for 10 people well there's right. no way you would ever want to take 10 people because yeah. of you know, somebody's on the floor talking, you're going to be able to hear because, you know, there's really mm -hmm. no installation anymore. So, um, yeah, we try to keep it as small as possible. Mm. Right. And, Absolutely. you know, this time we've never been able, I've tried to get them to do it before, but they've never been brave enough to try to venture in by themselves. <laughs> and that is actually mm -hmm. something that we're going to, we're going to be working on with our upcoming location is we've all decided that we're all going to go in by ourselves for at least 30 minutes so we can all whatever anyone feels comfortable with yeah. you know yeah mm -hmm. yeah absolutely because i have the theory you know you're going to be more susceptible to catching stuff and when you're by yourself mm -hmm. oh yeah, yeah. well and you, you may find out too by doing that as well and I, I suspect that this is this is correct and and i think that it's true of like any spiritual thing that you would get into some of you might have gifts that you don't realize that you have mm -hmm. and that's how you find them so yeah. you know one of you one of you may be really good at one thing that the the others don't have that gift whatsoever so mm -hmm. um, but the only way you're going to find out is to put yourself in a, a a protected but vulnerable situation like that so right yeah, yeah. um i'll try it but yeah at any time you know you know we could get the opportunity you know we would love to investigate with you guys you know yeah. Yeah. anybody local i mean we want you know you know people's eyes to open to this stuff because i mean it, it's you know i know not everybody's gonna believe it but you know eventually i think yeah there's there's definitely more yeah. than just us still here and oh yeah uh, and we 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 said this on on the show several times. Um, I think you're in this at the right time because things things changed when COVID happened. The veil never completely closed. Yeah, it never did close 100%. So uh, people who would never have had experiences or if they did would never have reported them now are less worried about what other people think of it. Mm -hmm. So because it just gets to a point where it becomes it's it's literally almost like the the movie ghostbusters like it gets to a point where people can't deny it like, right it just it just gets to that point regardless of how ridiculous it seems and and again you can you can tell when someone is lying about something but i can I'll also say this i've heard some some ridiculous shit the mm -hmm. past few years but i've heard it said in such a way that i believe that it's absolutely true so yeah. You know, and two people can have the same experience, but experience it differently. Yeah. You know, and we found that out whenever we were reliving our, you know, like three or four year period where things were crazy mm -hmm. here on yeah. the farm, 100%. you know? Yeah. We, we would love to get together with you and, and do mm -hmm. something that we, and uh, Southern Hills Paranormal, we'll have to hook you guys up with them as well. They're really good people. So um, that might even be kind of cool. Maybe sometime we just get everybody together at the farm and they can do mm -hmm. something up there. Oh, yeah. Um, or potentially the Hendoston Falls thing might be mm -hmm. kind of cool, too. So well, the farm usually about this time of year through February. Yeah. <laughs> and there's something in here right now. My ears just started ringing. Yay. So. I think another reason why we just want to stick with ourselves for right now is we're all in the process of still learning. Oh, yeah. 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 We're not, like I've, I've told them multiple times, I don't want to really put us out there as paranormal investigators mm -hmm. just because I don't want people to nitpick at us and be like, oh, well, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. Because a lot of the stigmatism now is like certain paranormal investigators, they have oh, to yeah. have, you know, all the right equipment. They have to mm -hmm. do all the right. Mm -hmm. And we just always said, you know, we really don't want to label ourselves as that. We're just, you yeah. know, we're of all things paranormal and we love to explore. So we're just right. exploring yeah. it, you know. The, tr the truth of the matter is some of those some of those people can be as bad as people who don't believe, uh, mm -hmm. don't have ideas about things in general. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're the same kind of people that if I told them 
that if you came to one of our reenactments and part of what I was doing was channeling, they wouldn't believe it. So, right. and I don't expect them to, I don't need them to, because I know what's happening. Right. right. Same as yeah. when you have an experience, you know, what's happening. Yeah. So, um, there's nothing wrong with that. I look forward to seeing what you do in the future. I think you've got a really cool thing going. Um, where can people you. find you and follow what you're doing? Well, so, you can, uh, okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can, uh, follow us and like us on Facebook at paranormal coven. Um, we also have an Instagram account, same name, paranormal coven. Um, and also uh, we have a TikTok uh, that we're trying to get followers on uh, to eventually go live with, you know, our followers on locations. And that is paranormal.coven. So, and if you also, if you have an experience, you know, around Washington County that you want to give us tips on, you can always uh, email us at paranormal. Uh, is it paranormal.coven or just paranormalcoven13 at gmail.com. Yeah. Yep. So you can always get a hold of us there and yeah. Well, anytime that you ever have any experiences or anything that you want to update, if you want to come on the show, we'd be glad to have you. Um, you know, if you have you run into EVPs or anything of that nature, we'd be glad to air those as well. Or if you come across cool stories. And, and of course, if you, you know, historically, other than Jeremy Elliott as well, if you, if you ever have any questions about history, I'm happy to help with what I know, um, particularly in, in relation to distilling history because there's a lot of dark history around that here obviously right, right. and plenty of it around so well we really it. appreciate it and oh, also you know uh, we appreciate you you know offering to get us into contact with you know some people you know to get us out mm -hmm. there you know um yeah. to hopefully maybe to katie's lane and you know and we can't emphasize enough that you know we're, we're not there to cause any harm or anything mm -hmm. we're there to Tell a story of the folklore, but also, you know, give everyone the experience, you know, because a lot of people can't get out and do this stuff, you know, mm -hmm. you know, certain disabilities or so we kind of want to give somebody the opportunity if they can't get out, you know, we can kind of show them and just kind of tell the story of the folklore and, you know, kind of bring people into our town, you know, you know, just to, I mean, our, like our courthouse, you know, mm -hmm. how beautiful it is here, you know, and, you know, our square alone has a lot of activity. Oh, yeah. So just kind of bring people in and just to get them to the historical society, too. And yeah, I mean, just anything to draw people in. It's all, all tied to tourism and getting people to come in here. So yep. that's 100 million percent. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah. And uh, like I said, uh, always an open door in the future. So <clears throat> awesome. All right. Thank, thank you, you so thank much you. for having us. Yeah. Yeah.